Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of December. India reported over 6,900 cases of COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. The World Health Organization has warned that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is spreading at an unprecedented rate, adding that it is probably present in most countries by now. WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom said that Omicron cases have been reported in 77 countries so far. Adhanom noted that in view of the new variant, some countries have rolled out booster vaccine shots for their citizens, adding that boosters could play an important role in the near future, especially for those who are at the highest risk of severe disease or death from COVID-19. The chief of India's COVID-19 task force, Dr. V.K. Paul, said yesterday that a potential scenario may emerge where our vaccines may become ineffective. He said this in the background of multiple new cases of Omicron being reported in the country. Paul, who is also a Niti Aayog member, emphasised on the need to be ready to modify the vaccines as per requirement. Telangana reported three new cases of the Omicron variant today, after a Kenyan woman, a Somalian man and a seven-year-old child who travelled to West Bengal were found to have contracted the strain. With this, India's tally of Omicron cases rose to 60. Besides Telangana, Maharashtra has recorded 28 cases of the variant, Rajasthan 13, Delhi 6, Gujarat 4, Karnataka 3 and Kerala, Andhra Pradesh and Chandigarh have reported one case each. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 271 million people so far, claiming the lives of over 5.3 million. The United States Tuesday surpassed 800,000 COVID-19 deaths, the highest national death toll from COVID recorded globally. Protests by opposition parties halted the winter session in both houses of the parliament today. Chairman Venkaya Naidu halted proceedings in the Rajya Sabha for roughly an hour until noon. Proceedings have been disrupted on multiple occasions since the beginning of the winter session as MPs are protesting the suspension of 12 opposition MPs for unruly behaviour during the last session in August. Opposition MPs raised another demand in the Lok Sabha today, resulting in adjournment till 2pm. According to the Indian Express, opposition parties are demanding the immediate removal of Union Minister of State for Home Affairs, Ajay Mishra, in connection with the October 3rd violence in Lakhimpur Kheri. The matter was raised a day after the Uttar Pradesh Police's special investigation team told a local court that the October 3rd violence was a planned conspiracy to kill farmers. Ashish Mishra, the minister's son, is one of the 13 people detained. Congress's Rahul Gandhi issued a notice in the Lok Sabha today requesting adjournment in order to examine a definite subject of urgent importance, which is the SIT report on Lakhimpur Kheri. Gandhi demanded that the government immediately sack Mishra and ensure justice is delivered to the victims' families. The Congress issued a whip to its Rajya Sabha members on Tuesday, requiring them to be present in the House today. According to the news agency PTI, senior Congress leader Jairam Ramesh stated that very significant matters will be taken up for discussion in Rajya Sabha. The Rajya Sabha is expected to take up the Narcotics, Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Amendment Bill 2021 today. The appropriation bill is expected to be introduced and passed in the Lok Sabha. Speaking of the Lakhimpur Kheri violence, on October 3rd, three vehicles rammed into a crowd of protesting farmers in Lakhimpur Kheri district of Uttar Pradesh. Eight people lost their lives that day. Four farmers, two BJP workers, the minister's driver and a journalist. 
the horror played out in a video of the incident that went viral on social media. Of the eight who died, the youngest was 20-year-old Lovepreet Singh and the oldest was 62-year-old Nachhatar Singh. Both were farmers. Neither had attended a farmer's protest before this one. The protest they attended on October 3 was their first and last. News Laundry reporters Nidhi and Srivangi, who were on the ground in the aftermath of the incident, spoke to the relatives and friends of Nachhatar and Lovepreet, who narrated their ordeal. While a lot of primetime coverage on the October 3rd violence may have got lost in inflammatory narratives and politicization, here at News Laundry, our reporters found out the stories behind the names and the death toll in the incident and the political and socio-economic nuances of the region that the violence occurred in. I also urge you to read their extensive coverage of the incident by typing Lakhimpur Kheri violence in the search bar on our website newslaundry.com. Listeners, we are only able to hit the ground and bring you such stories that matter to you because we are a reader-supported, independent news media portal that does not thrive on the government or any private corporation's support. We believe in serving the public's interest and reporting on issues without them being tainted by any propaganda. So, if you believe in our endeavour and aspire to keep the news free and independent, subscribe to us today. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner. Our lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 a month only. Group Captain Varun Singh, who was rescued after the December 8 chopper crash, died today. The crash had claimed the life of Chief of Defence Staff General Bipin Rawat and 12 others. Group Captain Singh was receiving treatment at a Bengaluru military hospital after being moved from the Wellington facility in Tamil Nadu's Kunur. The Indian Air Force said this morning that he succumbed to his injuries. A statement by the Air Force said, and I quote, The IAF is deeply saddened to inform the passing away of Braveheart Group Captain Varun Singh, who succumbed this morning to the injuries sustained in the helicopter accident on December 8, 2021. IAF offers sincere condolences and stands firmly with the bereaved family. Unquote. In the past week, Several wishes and messages poured in for the Shorya Chakra awardee, who was the only person rescued alive after the helicopter crash. The Hindu reported today that wholesale price inflation in India reached a new high of 14.23% in November, up from 12.54% in October, driven by a 13-month high in primary food inflation and a sustained rise in mineral, fuel and power prices, as well as oil and gas prices. With a record wholesale inflation, it is the ninth month in a row that India has had double-digit inflation, which was deemed a negative surprise by economists, according to the Hindu. Expectations that the centre's fuel tax cuts announced in early November would bring some assistance to the manufacturers battling with high commodity and freight prices were dashed. In reality, fuel and power inflation reached a new high of over 40% in November, up from a corrected estimate of 29.5% in September. A significant increase was also seen in other areas than fuel. On Tuesday, Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramana vowed to take up the demand for more women justices in the Supreme Court Collegium. The CGI told an audience of women Supreme Court and High Court judges and senior lawyers, and I quote, the demand for higher representation beyond 50%, on the bench in view of the backlog of underrepresentation of women is taken note of. I promise to take up your demand with my brothers in the collegium. Unquote. 
The Supreme Court now has the largest proportion of female judges in its history. The Collegium, led by Chief Justice Ramana, has recommended Justice B.V. Nagaratna as India's first female Chief Justice. Ramana further said, and I quote, There can be no denying that the inclusion of women as judges and lawyers in the country will substantially improve the justice delivery system. Women can bring a different perspective to the law which will enrich the legal field. Unquote. He made the remarks at the function organized to facilitate Justice Hima Kohli, one of the four women judges in the Supreme Court. Justice Indira Banerjee, a Supreme Court judge, has encouraged the Chief Justice to nominate more women to the Supreme Court before she retires in September next year. A NASA spacecraft has officially touched the sun, diving through the corona layer in the undiscovered solar atmosphere. Scientists made the announcement at a meeting of the American Geophysical Union on Tuesday. During the spacecraft's seventh close encounter with the Sun in April, the Parker Solar Probe sailed through the corona layer. The data took a few months to arrive, and then several months more to confirm, according to the scientists. The news was regarded as fascinatingly thrilling by Noor Ruafi, a project scientist at Johns Hopkins University. The corona layer is where the external interaction can occur because the Sun lacks a solid surface. Studying this magnetically intense region up close will help scientists better comprehend solar outbursts that potentially disrupt life on Earth. The Parker probe was launched in 2018 and when it first crossed the rough, uneven boundary between the solar atmosphere and outgoing solar wind, it was 8 miles from the Sun's centre. According to scientists, the spacecraft dipped in and out of the corona at least three times, each time with a smooth transition. Until its grand finale orbit in 2025, Parker will continue to get closer to the sun and dive deeper into the corona layer. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.